Good evening, YouTube, and welcome to the Tune Review YouTube channel, where tonight it is, of course, Newcastle United versus Aston Villa, the match preview. The season kicks off at last. After all the pre-season rigmaroles, late-night matches, through-the-night matches, we have come to the big kickoff in the Premier League, and it is extremely exciting. However, we now have to predict what Newcastle United's first eleven is going to be at some point during this show. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, I mean, I haven't got a clue. I still do not have a Scooby-Doo. Uh, so, I, you know, we'll have to see what you guys think in the chat as well. Uh, but usual rules, guys, if you do enjoy tonight's show, please do give it the thumbs up and keep us up there in the uh, YouTube search results. Uh, and of course, if you're new to the channel and like what you see, please do hit the subscribe button, completely free to do so. And of course, the notification bell, which will let you know when we go live or we upload any videos. Uh, you can donate to the channel if you do so wish tonight by hitting the dollar sign at the bottom of the live comments. And that will take you through to a payment method and you will get your comment read straight out on the show. So, gentlemen, have we come any closer to deciding who Newcastle's first 11 is going to be tomorrow? Slightly. In the, in our heads, I guess. We don't know for well, sure, obviously. We, ne we can never predict what any of them are going to do. Can I just say first, I've got a couple of <laughs> fake tears. One for Tottenham. Yeah. Bye-bye, Harry. Yeah. One for Liverpool. How high yeah. is that ceiling? Not high enough. Don't want to go to you, mate. I mean, that, to be honest, that was absolutely hilarious today with uh, with Caicedo and, and Liverpool. And, you know, the, the, the fact that that, that bell end, um, of course, our mate Jurgen Klopp, uh, who decided to talk about many, many times uh, how Liverpool would never spend 100 million on a player, blah, 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 blah. Yet they go and put a bid in of 111 for Caicedo. Uh, and then he turns around and says, I don't fancy Liverpool. I want to go to... Uh, I want to go to... Um, to Chelsea. Chelsea, so very, very interesting. Um, Cruz Scott, uh, who's been a member for a month, says, how can I gift others membership to the channel? Um, I don't actually know. Uh, I know that a couple of guys do, uh, you know, Keith especially, he Ask does Keith. it. <laughs> yeah, Keith uh, I think, is a man. I think, you you know, you go to the membership and then it gives you the option to, to gift, I think. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, there is. So uh, have a look at that, uh, or someone might be able to help you in the chat, but... Uh, I don't have a, a clue, actually, but uh, thank you anyway for even thinking of doing that. Uh, very kind. Uh, Julie J says, Pope and goal is pretty much a certainty. I think we can go with that. Uh, Larry's gone, Burn, Botman, Share, and Trippier. Uh, good news today, Alex, is that uh, obviously, you know, despite him not being photoed in any training sessions, Fabian Share has been training since Tuesday and is uh, fit and ready to go. Yeah, I mean there are there are he is in photos. He's just at the very back of them, um, not in focus. Um, some people have managed to point that out. Mm. Um, I think they were just being careful, just to make you know make it harder for for Emery and for the fixture for them to plan against who's going to be playing, um, because the way we play with and without Fabian Share completely changes. Um, it's 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 no it's no secret that Fabian Scher's got a wicked long ball on him, and he was responsible for quite a lot of dangerous moves last season. Yeah. So, uh, Lascelles won't quite offer that quality if it is indeed Lascelles that replaces him. Of course, we've got some interesting uh, centre halves. Even Alex Murphy impressed in preseason. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a shame because as we're talking about injuries, I guess Joe Willock, <coughs> Eddie Howe mentioned today. Yeah, I am going to cough during the stream. I do apologise. I'm just going to apologise now for it and never again. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Willock, he says it was not re-injured, but he felt something. So whatever the something is, I hope it was a very small something. Um, well, yeah, I mean, look, when you, when you have those kind of injuries, hamstring injuries like that, you know, you, when you do come back, you know you do feel a little bit sort of apprehensive about it. You do feel like, you, you know, it, it, it's very stiff and you don't have much, well, you don't have a lot of trust in it. You, you, you know, when you're trying to push yourself and then you feel something and you think, mm, is that really sorted? Is it not? Um, but the beauty of it is we, we can actually, we have got the time here to, to let him recover yeah. well. Uh, by the way, Keith Dice has just gifted five memberships. And then those memberships have gone to Lee, Kevin Riddick, uh, Matty Rutter, Davey Pat, and Andy Snook. So they've all been given five memberships from Keith Dyke. So thank you very much, Keith. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's 
it's good that we can give him that time, Billy, just to get himself 100%. We don't have to rush him back because we've obviously, uh, the squad size is bigger now. 100%. Yeah, um, he will be a miss. We'll play a different way. Won't be as dynamic in the field, but we can play in a more cultured manner now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how we line up. I think it's I think it's fairly obvious how we will line up in the middle of the park, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, although there is a little bit of doubt there, I guess. But as I say, yeah, Eddie Howe isn't the most predictable of the managers. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see how we play tomorrow. I think, I think it's going to be a good game of football. I don't think Villa are any, any kind of slouches by any shadow of the, nope. the doubt. They're good, they're good side. Yeah, they um, but they've got to be good to beat us. They've got to be really good to beat us. Well, it should be a very good start this season. Two, two really good sides. Um, I'm interested to see how, how Villa approach this game, how Emery approaches the game, um, you know, knowing how uh, we press. Because we'll be up for it from the word go. The stadium will be absolutely rocking tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, so I, I can't wait to see how Villa respond and, and see if if they are actually good enough to hold us back. Because, I mean, we trounced them last season at St. James's Park. Um, and I'm hopeful we'll do it again. Um, but, they, like you say, they've made some good additions in the summer. Um, one thing away from the, the Newcastle game, though, Alex, today is that uh, it looks like Harry Kane is going to Bayern Munich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not really bothered. I think I think it's I think it's a good move. I think it's interesting for the Bundesliga. It's interesting for Bayern Munich. I think it's great for Spurs. I think it allows them to move away, <clears throat> rebuild for a system instead of just for that guy up front. Um, yeah, it's great for Shearer's record. What is it not good for? I mean, I think Southgate's still going to pick him for the next 13 years, So, yeah, which is a shame. Um, I feel like we could do with a nice little reset at England as well. It's time to move Maguire and Kane out of the England team, reset there, try to play a bit more of a, of a possession-based attacking system. Now we've got you know the likes of um, Rice and Bellingham in midfield. Uh, we've got Stones, who's a Champions League winning centre-half. Just yeah, we can sort it out now. I'm not particularly bothered. I think it's win-win for for most of us, really. Um, and then it means he's not going to go to Man United and make them stronger against us next season. So there's not really any losers for us, is there? It's a good point. Uh, Jason's just said breaking news: Harry Kane has failed his medical to Bayern Munich due to his trophy allergy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, thank you very much for your 9.99 super chat. He says, hi, guys. How do I become a member? I'm spending money every month on Amazon, Prime, Netflix, Disney, etc. Hardly watch any of it, yet I watch every single show on here. Uh, well, basically, Chris, all you need to do is hit the join button. If you are on iOS, uh, it won't show up the join button for some reason. So if you pop across to Instagram and look for the Toon Review, and then in the bio of the Toon Review, you'll see a link. Click that link to YouTube. That'll take you to a desktop version of YouTube on your phone, and you can hit the join button there. So it's it's a can bit I, of a pain I just, in the ass. Um, mention some breaking news here that yes. Sanjay has just alerted us to. Um, uh, so Maxi's new team new team are playing at the moment. Um, a su- subscription only, apparently. I didn't realise that he um, he's got Maxi on the back. Obviously, we've we've given him that name, so he's got Maxi on the on the back, and he's number ninety seven. So that's quite it's quite interesting. Instead of Saint Maximin, he's just gone with it, gone with a Maxi. Wow. Interesting. Uh, Vincent says, even and all, we have a good chance of beating uh, Villa on Sunday, especially with no Buendia. He's going to be a miss for them, Billy, isn't he? He is, but I can't see us beating him on Sunday, seeing as we play him on Saturday. Well, yes. Okay. Never mind. Carry on. (laughs) They do lack great. I think they do lack a bit of creativity without Buendia. They've got Diaby. He seems to me to be the major source of creativity. Cut the balls to him. Very workmanlike Villa, I think. I think they're a very workmanlike, hardworking side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they lack a little tiny bit of creativity without Buendia. He was a real threat to us in America, wasn't he? Um, yeah. and him being out can only be good for us, I think. Well, he was a threat to everyone in pre-season, Buendia mm. was. This is amazing news for us, really. Sad for them. Sad for Buendia, obviously, because, he, you know... Well, Buendia is a great player and he's never really got in... You know, there's a lot of wingers or offensive players for Villa that never really found their stride. Leon Bailey was very highly rated. We expected him to come from the Bundesliga and absolutely rip it up and it just never yeah. happened. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought this would be the season for Buendia and it is kind of a shame because you want to see talented footballers do well. But, oh well, it means we've slight, got slight, a, slight, a slightly more advantage uh, tomorrow if I can actually make sentences. It's good for us. 
it is good for us. And, you know, we, um, you know, oh, I mean, I don't think tomorrow, Billy, is going to be a, 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 any kind of walkover for us because it, it will be a very, very difficult game. Um, you know, unless Villa go into the shell, you know, like they did last season, but I, I can't see that happening this season under Emery. I think they're going to be a lot stronger. Uh, and I think it will be a very close game of football tomorrow. Yeah, if you remember last year at St James Park, they had their caretaker, who I can't remember the name of, full team China. Uh, he managed to one game, was appalling. Um, the goalie got injured, had to go off. They brought the reserve goalie on. He was appalling. Everything went for us that day. As I say, yeah. they're a very hard-working side. You have to earn the right, and it's a real bad cliche, when they say you have to earn the right to play, but you do against Aston Villa. They've got a really hard-working midfield. McGinn's a yeah. total workhorse, non-stop. Um, and so you've got to kind of really outwork them to, to put your stamp on the game. I think we've got a bit more quality in the middle of the park, if I'm perfectly honest. I think we've got more, you know, cultured, cultured players there. And I think we've got a hard work in there as well with Joe. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think we can do it. I think it's a game we could definitely win. It's not going to be easy, as I've said. They do work hard, but I think you need a bit more than hard work to beat us these days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just before we go any further, just uh, like you said, yeah, um, as everybody is aware, the Toon Review is sponsoring um, Westerhope under-10s this season um, for the current season. The strips are currently being made. Uh, with our logo on the front for their away shirts as well. But um, something happened today where the kids were were training and um, uh, Lisa, one of the parents, has sent me some photos today. Uh, two, well, random people turned up for the training today. Um, Lewis and Jamie Miley just turned up, uh, unpaid, no nothing, just came in the normal uh, casual gear and... Uh, said hello to all the kids, which I think is incredibly good of them, um, you know, to, to turn up at a football camp and just sort of uh, go and see the players and, um, you know, go and see... I mean, the kids, how, how much of that will inspire the kids, Alex, for, you know, especially, I would say, Lewis, the way he's sort of uh, gone through pre-season and now is suddenly becoming a, a first-team regular. You know, for these kids, just for these Miley brothers to turn up, I think it's it's absolutely fabulous, isn't it? It's amazing. I mean, it's it's exactly what we need for the for the northeast, really. And this is why I know a lot of people criticise me for this opinion because I'm not from the northeast. But I do think it's good if all three clubs do okay because we need we need a strong youth system in the northeast. We need to make sure everything's growing. Um, and th- this can be these can be life changing moments for these young kids if they're training, if they're motivated. Yeah. Having a having a first teamer, well, first teamer. Uh, nearly, nearly first teamers. Well, he is. Fam- He's going to be famous the first team, isn't he? You know, having them visit. Yeah, we've all got those memories from when we were kids. Sometimes mm-hmm. you think it's going to be a big memory, and it's not. And then the other times, there's a memory that sticks. Who knows? One of those kids could. It could be a memory that sticks. They might work hard. They might get an, an academy uh, opportunity, and they might be a professional footballer one day. It's important. It makes a difference. It's helping the local community. It's it's great, great crack for the parents. It's lovely for the coaches as well. Um, it, there's no losers really. It's just great. To, it's just great all round. It's really nice and humble as well. It's brilliant. It's lovely. Yeah, absolutely, Billy. It, it can only inspire these kids, can't it? When when they see two young players from Newcastle United's academy, and obviously Lewis moving into the first team squad now, it's it's a massive inspiration for them to to, to push themselves as well, isn't it? Of course it is. It's, it's, it's every kid's dream to want to play yeah. football at a professional level and even more so when you were a young Geordie lad wanted to get into Newcastle United's first team. Yeah. It's been a massive, massive kind of plus for them to see Lewis and Jamie Miley turn up because Lewis has basically done that. He's, he's played Premier League minutes last season at Chelsea. He's really, really kind of come on strongly in the pre-season. He's going to get minutes this season. He looks a hell of a player yeah. uh, and certainly one to aspire to for young Geordies. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, so, well done, Jamie and uh, Lewis Miley going to see the kids today. Absolutely fantastic. And, uh, well, a, a couple of them players play for the Westerhope under-10s that we are sponsoring. So, hopefully, that will give them one to have a fantastic season and uh, win the league this year. Uh, so, thank you, Lisa, for sending those through. Uh, Dave Bowman says, uh, Tyler Adams' deal fell her through with Chelsea. Uh, he'd be a great buy for 20 million quid. I think there's a reason why that deal fell through. I think the Coisido thing has pushed that absolutely absolutely uh greg said has anyone seen shira's twitter post about harry kane i was crying i haven't seen that yet 
it's, it's him. It's him photoshopped as a pilot with a private plane going. Come on, then, come on then Harry. Oh, I've seen the picture. Yeah, I didn't realize that was Shira that tweeted it out. Um, Ian Fleming, thank you for your ten pound super chat. He says, "Glad super chat, super chat." Uh, thank you. Uh, glad to see the competitive football back, guys. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Uh, finally, before we really move into the match, have we seen the first uh, documentary? Mm. Yes, have indeed. we watched it? No, yes, indeed. Well, well, I know Tom, our, our mod, stayed up till midnight to watch it. Uh, I suffered incredible insomnia again, uh, because, all because of Alex making me ill. Uh, so I was up at 3.30 this morning, and I thought, well, why not? It's not confirmed, sleep. by the way. He's not confirmed this. He's playing on it without it being confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I watched it at half three this morning. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And it, it does give you a real insight into what goes on behind the scenes, doesn't it? With with the likes of Amanda uh, and me and dad all over the place, you know, Darren Eels and, and, and Ashworth and obviously the chairman as well. But I, I did sort of laugh when the he, the chairman was asked, uh, how much of the day-to-day running do you do? And he just went, zero. Um, you know, so it's it, it, it's as we thought, you know, Amanda and me and dad are the main drivers on the day-to-day run of the football club. See, I, I preferred I preferred the other one when when they went. What's the ambition for the club? And he went, well, to, number one, to be yeah. number one. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. That's all you need but to hear. It, it's it's what we knew that sort of Ama- yeah. Amanda especially is is the sort of driving force over here running things. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. I'm she, she's an Aries, by the way. So you know she's going to be very very kind of not going to lie down to anyone. She's it's an Aries. Well, I, I definitely got that right with, page, um, right with the Eddie Howe shout the other day, um, <laughs> yeah. mentioning that, obviously, I think Eddie Howe's quite fortunate that he, he he had a lot of communication with the ownership before Dan Ashworth and a lot of other people mm. got appointed. Yeah. Um, and he's probably going to be the only manager in the next 20 years for the club that's going to get that relationship and that mm. access. Every every part of that... So I'm sorry if there are spoilers, but... I know, yeah, but, well, come on. Spoiler. I mean, it, it's it's 20 past seven on the Friday. It came out at midnight. If you haven't well, seen yeah, it now, Well, yeah, but people then... might have gone to work and they're watching it tonight. So I'll be well, vague about it. But Ed, Eddie was was considered when Amanda was talking, Yasir was talking. Well, yeah. I'll remind. I went, we went out on first name basis. But, but but when they were discussing transfers and plans, mm-hmm. it was always about, it was, Eddie was always a consideration. They would always name drop yeah, Dan Ashworth yeah. and they would always name drop Eddie Howe. He was in direct contact about transfers. And apparently when we were struggling to get Anthony Gordon, Eddie Howe literally spoke to the chairman himself just to try and persuade him to push the transfer through. So he went Ooh. above, I like that, that's quite cool. He went above Dan Ashworth's head and Amanda and Merdad and just went, can we uh, can we just yeah. buy Anthony Gordon, please? Like That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um Jordy boy, thank you for your £10 super chat. This is pension day, so paying my TTR union dues. Worth every penny, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, Sujay, thank you very much for your 150... What on earth is THB? Thailand Bart, perhaps? I don't know. THP currency. We will find Thai out. Thai Bart, it is. Thai oh, well done, Billy. Uh, thank you very much, Sujay. Uh, he says, would like to wish the TTR family, NUFC, and all the fans... An awesome, memorable season ahead, uh, culminating in a 2-0 Champions League final victory against Real Madrid. Wow. I will remember that super chat if that comes off, Sujay, 100%. Um, But also, Billy, uh, on that document, it's clear what Eddie Howe means to the ownership as well. You know, we were talking about, if you can remember earlier on in the summer, we were chatting about how long would Eddie have if he had a bad start. And we were all saying, well, he's he's got plenty of fuel in the tank and stuff like that. It is clear how much this ownership love Eddie Howe and will stick by him and, and do everything they can for him to be successful. Uh, it's not just Eddie Howe, it's, it's everyone that's involved in the organisation. Yeah, I think they're yeah. all equally, equally loved and that's what's great about it. Yeah. We, we've always said that one umbrella or Newcastle United underneath it, and whether it's the tea lady, we, we didn't see any any of that yesterday, but you know whether it's board members, it's, it's team yeah, members. We've got more episodes. We've got more episodes. Board of alert, there's no tea lady in this one. Um, but we do end up qualifying in Champions League. That's another spoiler alert. Um, yeah, everyone seems to be as much loved, but they really do recognise Eddie Howe as a massive, massive plus for the club. Um, and we saw that at the beginning of the, of the show when Steve Bruce thing ended, uh, and they were very keen to get him in the door. Yeah, I mean, but I just mention one thing as well. We're being as we're on that specific topic. I, how are they ever going to get rid of him if, if they ever need to? Because it's going to be they're all going to cry. Like Merdad, Jamie Rubin seems like quite an emotional, sensitive man, to be fair to him. Um, Amanda, how are they going to do it? 
Like there, it's gonna be it's gonna be so hard. So hopefully we never have to cross that bridge, and he just becomes the best manager that's ever lived. Because that relationship is it does seem quite unique. I, I don't know how that would go down if it goes, but but it's good. It means we know he's gonna get time. If if we go through some rough patches, you can see that he's gonna get backed. The thing that got me, and I think Billy, you've just mentioned it there, is the is the fact that this real family atmosphere they've got now. You know, even in the boardroom, you know, there's there's they're all helping each other. And I know, look, it comes across on TV, uh, you know, like there's there's no fallings out or things like that. There will be some heated discussions go on in boardrooms. We know that. But they're all on the same wavelength, Billy, and that's the most important thing. They all want the same thing at the end of the day. 100%. And that one thing, that thing is to be the best club in the world, best football inside club in the world. Um, and these people don't take second lightly. Uh, we saw that, as Alex has already alluded to, yes, I'm a Romanian. Say we want to be number one. I think that's what that's what will end up as, and that's what's going to end. That's yeah, going to end up. Yeah. Uh, Tom says uh, to quote Sam Fender: "If Saturday don't come soon, I'm going to lose my mind." Mm-hmm. Um, Nick says, uh, "Who starts alongside Bruno? It has to be Tonali. His long staff has been very poor in preseason. Mm, we'll see. I'm not sure about the fitness. I'm not sure about being poor. I think yes, he hasn't hit the heights, but I think he hasn't played I a lot. Remember? Poor. Well, yeah, but he didn't play at all in America." So he hasn't had he hasn't had that much of preseason. I mean, he was poor at Gateshead. He uh, was. All like all we can do well, is assess the, the minutes. Game. Well, yeah, but all we can do is is assess the minutes that we've seen, mm. and all the minutes I've seen, he's not been very good. He's done a couple of nice forty-yard switches. You know, he's worked fairly hard, but there's been a lot of poor positioning, miscontrols, similarly to Bruno. To be fair. Uh Mm, uh, Scott says Dan Burns going to get skinned by Diaby. Uh, well, Diaby I think one thing, ball, yeah, we'll but see. one thing that came across Billy in, the, in Eddie Howe's um, conference this morning, the way he was talking about Livermento, doesn't give me the impression that he is going to start tomorrow at left back. And you know, I, I know I said I was. Uh, that Funny was that. my feeling. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> that was my feeling that uh, he, he might start at left back. But judging by what he said, he's going to he's going to bleed him he's into the team slowly again. He still he might, but you you know he might throw a curveball. He could, but uh, you know the kind of way Addy Howe's worked with the other signings is going to ease him in gently. It's a mm. calling phrase. Well, we will see. We will see. Uh, but look, is it Dan Byrne or Matt Target that gets the shout? That that is another question because they've both played quite a lot in preseason. Um, does. If it is Dan Byrne, does that pace of Diaby worry you, Alex? I mean, I know we spoke about it earlier on in the week saying, well, he wasn't really done for pace last season, but this is a new season. He's a bit older. You know, he doesn't look very mobile uh, at the weekend. That's for certain. So, you know, who would it be? Dan Byrne. Okay. So, sorry to make it's that amazing, boring, it, but it's know, going to be Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne. All the... All the um, Stephen Merchant uh, abuse that Alex gave Dan Byrne last season, and then he's picking him to start again. I mean, it's unbelievable. Dan Dan Byrne's had a few bad days at the office. Um, I'm I'm sure he doesn't want to be extras in the squad. Mm. No. Yeah, but Matt Target's not really done... He's not really done a lot to show us that he should be starting ahead of... Sorry, Billy, was that that a joke you just cracked there? It was. Perhaps two. <laughs> oh. Don't make Alex laugh because he'll start coughing for three hours, uh, and he'll let us know. It, it's got to be Dan Byrne though, like unless yeah. he throws the ultimate curveball and puts Alex Murphy in the in the side. I don't, I don't see. I think it's Byrne or Livramento, um, which concerns me because I feel like at what point do we have to sell one of the fullbacks that? We're already going to need to move on one on the right side because we don't need Kraft and Manquillo. Arguably, we don't yeah. need either. Um, well, apparently however... Manquillo's injured. I mean, um, that's why he wasn't involved last weekend. But Eddie never spoke about him today. Um, but again, you know, some of the questions that he gets asked are mind-boggling. I'm thinking there's so much more I want to know about this team and squad. Push Eddie a little bit. You know what I mean? Perhaps they already know that he's not going to give anything away. You know, it's 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 yeah, yeah. repeat, yeah. isn't it? What's the point? You might as well ask him what his favourite cheese is. Very true, very true. Uh, ben, good evening to you. I uh, hope you're well, buddy. Of course, Ben was one of the winners the other night with the uh, uh, 
Newcastle shirt. Uh, Fubar says, listen, I'm originally from the Scottish borders and I'm Scottish, but Newcastle was geographically the closest Premier League team. Uh, I worked in Newcastle. I bleed black and white. Alex, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, th- this is something that people who are from the Northeast don't seem to understand. Um, it's excuse, very different. Excuse me. I know, honestly, you, you'll, you'll understand when I've explained it. You'll understand. And, you know, I alluded to this the other day. If if you're in a in a Newcastle shirt, you know, in a in a, in a group of uh, friends, or or you're playing football, and everyone else is in Manchester United, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal shirts, and you are the only person there in black and white, mm. that's been me my entire life. Yeah. So I've always had to say, no, my club's the best. I don't care if we're doing bad this season or we're in that we happen to have dropped out into the Championship this year. You know, and and I've. Whereas obviously people who are in the northeast, you guys are all together and unified anyway. You can chat about the club whether it's positive or negative. Mm. Whereas I've been on that side, and I'm sure there are a lot of people in the chat that can relate to that. Mm. Whereas when you're not from the region, I'm sure Billy can probably relate to mm. this. Yeah. You're you're the you're the guy in the pub or the or the kid on the pitch, and you're the only one there in black and white, and you've got to defend the club and yourself. And tr- you know that's probably why I do what I do now because I've had to learn so much to try and defend us against everybody saying, "Ah, oh, this player's crap, this player's crap," because they never watch yeah. it; they just watch, watch match of the day and mm. make assumptions about players, and they don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah, I've had I've had fans of Manchester United, Liverpool, Everton gang up the year we should have won the league, especially you know in the hope that we we're going to drop points and lose yeah. our lead, which we did eventually, and get great pleasure out of it. You know, Liverpool fans united with Manchester United fans. Yeah. I mean, you guys have started to see it on Twitter, like when when people were slowly understanding that Joe Linton was good. Um, you know, you can see sort of bits of this on Twitter, whereas we we live it every day down south. Like people just don't seem well, to understand. Is, it, it, it's it's never been anything that's bothered me. You know, if if you're a Newcastle fan, you're a Newcastle fan. I don't really care where you come from. If you support the same club as me, absolutely all for it, and nobody can question. Uh, you or Billy's passion for Newcastle United. You just have to watch the commentaries to see the passion. So it it, it just, it's mental. It really is. By the way, Chippers has just hung himself, guys. Um, because oh, uh, Sophia says, uh, I watched it. Is Jamie Rubin single asking for a friend? I'm sure you're asking for a friend, Sophia. <laughs> uh, but you have just, Chippers is just gone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, called, uh, incidentally, back, back, to, back to the previous conversation, I was called a glory hunter. 30 years ago. Wow. You know, Comedy City had wow. won trophies in between we'd last yeah. one. You know, ridiculous. Yeah. Still get called it today. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Carl says he ordered his third shirt on the 2nd of August, turned up the date. <laughs> it's going to come when you're on holiday. You know that, didn't you? It, of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, by the way, it's my last night tonight, guys. You won't see me for 10 whole days. A lot of people will be happy about that, but uh, Billy and Alex will be running the channel uh, for the next, well, from tomorrow until a week on Tuesday when I'll be back. So uh, give them your support, guys. I'm sure you will. Of course you will. Um, but w- I will be scheduling the shows very soon. So you'll see the week ahead so you can plan your calendar around the shows as well. Most of them will be 7 o'clock starts anyway, you know that. Um, slowly implementing them into the system that we'll be talking about Livermento. Ab says Longstaff hasn't been that bad. Uh, as Eddie said, you do make dramatic observations from preseason games. So he's been bad, but not that bad. Okay. I agree with you, Abs. Poor choice of words there. Okay. Uh he's not been good. Like he's well. behind in, in the minutes on pitch, you know, he played against Gates and he was let's be honest, he was pretty poor that game. And when he played in the, in the game over the last weekend, he was he lacked minutes. He lacked minutes. It's like so it's, it's minutes that I think. Is, I don't is think the... he'll play tomorrow. I don't think he'll start tomorrow. I should say. Okay, mm. it's got to be Tenali, surely. I, I know uh, Tenali also doesn't. Don't look give anything speed. away yet. We'll right. come on to the the teams in a minute. Have you got well, the Villa one up, Alex? By any chance? Uh, I've got the predicted Villa lineups. Like, I've not done a graphic that one for them. First, They don't deserve we'll, one. You haven't got the graphics for them. Uh, well, c- kind of. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Well, if you do that first, and then I'll put that on the screen in a second. Uh, Larry says, I just hope Dan Byrne contributes more in the set pieces for being so bloody tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, David says, Dan Byrne was part of the best defensive in the Premier League um, who gave him the runaround last year. Nobody gave him the runaround, actually, so that's what we were saying. 
Uh, Alvin, thank you very much for your $5 super chat. Really appreciate that, buddy. He says, good evening, fellas. Hope all is well. Alex, feel better, bro. I'm fired up for tomorrow. Uh, you're the hardest working channel on YouTube. Thank you very much. Much appreciated, my friend. Mm, right. Uh, Another interesting point before we go, that I talked about lack of creativity. Jacob Ramsey uh-huh. being out a massive loss one as well. Who? Well, we'll talk about that. Jacob Ramsey. Yes, absolutely. He destroyed us at Villa Park, didn't he? Uh, right, there you go. So that is Alex's is, predicted team. Shoot, no, this is your, Bot Mob's predicted that's team. That's Mob. I was going to say it, bloody Lascelles. Um, you told me not to put mine up yet. So this is this yes, is okay. Mob's predicted team. Um, which so look, gives towards, you an... look at the Villa team. Don't look at the Newcastle one because that's nothing to do with us. So we'll come on to our predictions. I mean, I, I don't agree with what they've picked for us anyway. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, the Villa team, pretty pretty straightforward. It's going to be a funny 4-4-2. Uh, Diaby off Watkins. Buendia's injured now, ACL, he's done, done and dusted for a long time, which mm. we were talking about this before we before we went live. A little bit of a shame because he's a talented player. He's been brilliant in preseason. However, it is good for us because Villa are going to be a rival for those sorts of, you know, four to ninth positions. Um, midfield, Kamara obviously signed on a free transfer. Massive, massive talent. He didn't really play much last year, or not as much as he should have done. Mm. We've got Douglas Lewis McGinn. We know John McGinn is, is a freak and is a lot probably slightly underrated, I would say. Uh, Leon Bailey, who's left midfield, he's going to sort of make that 4-4-2, although it can be a flexible 4-3-3, depending on what shape they're in. And obviously, they like to do their funny formation where they do drop back into a back six because it's just Emery's thing. It's his funny tactic. It works quite well. We've just got to make sure we don't get played through quite as severely as we did um, last time. Um, Ming's just wandering into midfield. Um Obviously, they've not got Buendia to punish us quite as badly as last time, but Watkins mm. is still there. We've got to be careful. Dinier and Cash, very talented fullbacks. Um, hopefully, whoever starts for us can can keep them pinned back because we've got decent wingers. Um, much of a muchness in centre-halves. Konsa and Mings, very, very established centre-halves. Mings has been playing really well recently, back in the last season as well. But obviously, they've signed uh, Pal Torres. Uh, a lot of question marks about that signing, about how... He doesn't have the aerial presence that Mings has got, and he's missing certain qualities that Mings has got, and it, it just mm-hmm. doesn't. Few, few confused people um, online about that signing. Um, so we'll see. I, I would imagine Mings starts. I don't, I don't see how Paul Torres gets in the starting lineup, um, which is funny because they bought him. Um, oh well, it is what it is. And obviously Martinez, the keeper, we know is a World Cup winning keeper. He is annoying. Um, mm. He plays to the crowd. Very He's going to be irritating. He's going to be a wind-up. He's like the Argentinian Pickford, if there is such a thing. Oh, dear. Uh, David says, who will control Alex in your absence, Paul? And meet emojis. Uh, well, I'm sure Billy will be all right. You know, it's uh, Alex will lose his temper at some point. I mean, I agree with Billy more than yourself, so it should be fine. The, there was absolutely, absolutely no need for that. <laughs> so you can take your COVID-riven ass and shove it up your... No, because I can't. You can't put your ass up your ass, but you probably could. Um, anyway, um, Ashley, he says I've never lived up north, but definitely wasn't a glory fan watching us against Bristol Rovers at the Bath City ground years ago. God, yes, yeah, I remember I'll feel that. Your pain, mate. I feel your pain. Yeah, uh, Lisa's ordered the third kid for the bent. Uh, the day it was released, I'm still waiting. Join the club late, and I haven't had a reply to my email either uh, to uh, Castor. They haven't got back to me, probably because they're fucking frightened too. Um, but, uh, you know, just the way it goes. Uh, Ian says 125 quid for Champions League shirt in the club shop, 85 in Sports Direct. The club gets my sp- spawn every time. Um, Sophia says, oh, I think shit. Paul should buy a zoo. Imagine the endless entertainment. A zoo. <laughs> I don't Make think that's the job for me. Yeah, shut up, Billy. I don't think that is my, uh, well, shall we say, uh, wouldn't be good career advice for me to do anything <laughs> like that with, uh, with you know, I've got two dogs and fish tanks and things like that. That's enough. Um, Alex, if you are one of the boys, you will always be one of the boys to me. There you go. There you go. Um, Christian says, uh, looking at the training practice for Aston Villa and thinking we have some real talent. Uh, we do. Uh, the thing is, Billy, it's going to be very exciting, isn't it, to see uh, you know who starts, but also you know who comes on in the in the second half. Obviously, substitutions uh, to see how well they do as well, because some big players are going to be sitting on the bench tomorrow. 
But that's brilliant, isn't it? If things aren't going right, we can have a plan B and bring fresh players on with similar qualities to the ones that are on the pitch. Yeah. Something we didn't have last season. And last season, we finished fourth in the table. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all plus for us. You know, we've, we've got so much depth in the squad now, not just from signings, from some of the youth putting hands up and coming through also. My lead, Murphy for two. So, yeah, it's, it's all plus. It's all plus. There's so much to look forward to. Um, and if things ain't going right, change things around a bit and things might go right. Oh, yeah. I think it's great. I really do. Uh, Vortex says, uh, I tell you what, it's flipping hard choosing between Gordon Barnes and Bruno G in the Fantasy Premier League. Yes, uh, the fact that you're only allowed three. Right, Alex, let's have a look at your predicted Newcastle United lineup. Of course, me and Billy will do ours uh, shortly as well, but let's just take a look at what Alex thinks will be the Newcastle lineup tomorrow. There you go. So, quite predictable, to be fair. I've not, I've not pushed the boat up too much. I I'm think this is it. a. T- I'm, not, I'm not having it. That's the first time I've seen it, and I know why now. You put it on the screen before we started and asked me to take it down straight away so I couldn't see it because you just knew I was going to have a pop at this. Uh, and I, I do not agree with that. And the fact that you've got Fabian Shea at number three, you should be shot. That's true. That is very true. Um, however, uh, I'm not, this isn't, it's my predicted lineup. It's what I think Eddie Howe's going to choose based on previous squad selections, team selections, who he trusts how they finished last season. I, I think Wilson and Isak both play. I think they, they do. I think they start. Wilson's yeah. had a decent preseason. He looked really good in the final game. Isak's looked really, really sharp. Miggy's looked really sharp in preseason. I understand that a lot of the newbies have done really well and the youngsters. However, these these three up front were trusted last year and I think that's why they'll just get the nod just automatically. But Alex, that um, was last year. You can't. Yep. What happens if... He plays Wilson and Isak. No need to play the two of them because if one of them gets injured, we haven't got a replacement striker. Yes, we've got Gordon who can mix it up a little bit, but mm-hmm. why would he risk playing his two strikers? Why did he do it last year when he'd got people available? But we didn't. No, we didn't have the same availability that we have now. We had Gordon. We wouldn't start him. We Nobody knew Gordon him. was a striker until he played for England, Alex. So no, 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 no. We, but we could have. We, 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 we kept putting Isak on the wing and Wilson up front. We could have just used Gordon out wide. We didn't. Yeah, he could have done this last more. year. Since yeah, Gordon's had a fantastic European Championships, confidence has come on leaps and bounds. Gordon wasn't fit either, remember. Let's be honest. He wasn't fully mm. fit. I just think this is what he'll pick. I'm, I'm not saying I would pick this. No, so no, I understand that. I'm just playing devil's is, advocate and saying, why would, he do, why would he do that? You know, just for the <laughs> conversation purposes. I, I, I just, he, I'd people be very doubt surprised. I, 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 look, I know, I know. My preferred front three, look, I love Callum Wilson, but if, if, if you were to ask me to write 10 team sheets, nine of them would not have Wilson starting out of our squad. Yeah. But, it, it's just it's just what I think Eddie Howe's going to go with. I, I do think Wilson's had a decent preseason as well. In that final game, he was beating the offside trap. He looked energetic. He set, he set people up. He was mm. looking quite useful, um, more so than he was at the back end of last season, actually. He looked a, a tiny bit quicker, a tiny bit fitter. He looks all right. He's had a, he's had a good rest. Um, and, and I think he'll play. He's trusted. And I think Isak... We'll, we'll start left because you can't drop Isak because he's probably one of our best players. Um, and then they can rotate. They can bring on Barnes, Gordon, you know, Elliot Anderson. There's a lot of versatility there. So ju- just to just to make you confused, um, obviously there's question marks over Cher's fitness, whether Lascelles or somebody else or maybe Alex Murphy. If I scroll to the right, there, there's our potential depth. <clears throat> so that, those that's who I've left off. I, I've also not given Alex Murphy a, a squad number here, which I should have done, arguably. Um, so that plus Alex Murphy, you could argue maybe I should have picked Paul Dummett as well um, for this for this little list. But so I mean, if people feel free to choose some of them from from that list, I, I've excluded them. I, I just think that that starting eleven is what Eddie Howe's going to pick. Um, mm. I don't know if you drag anybody else from this list and start them. Uh, I would be. Uh, yeah, so would I. I, I, I just. Do you think Eddie Howe's going to do something different? Well, no. But if this was um, if if this was my ideal team, if this was me picking it, and not what I think Eddie will go for, because to be honest, nobody knows what the hell Eddie's going to go for, do they? Because he, he swings curveballs every single time he picks his team. You know, I remember when Rafa was in charge, and we used to all 
laugh about saying it's pointless because Rafa will change the team every week and we have no clue what he's going to do. I mean, this is exactly the same. I have no clue what Eddie Howe is going to do. If it was me, I'd start Livermento left back. I would start Isak in the middle and I'd start Harvey Barnes on the left. Um, yeah, that is just me. Um, you know, I, I, I just think I worry about Dan Byrne going against Diaby because Diaby has looked amazing in preseason, by the way. Um, very quick, very agile, and I think he will get the beating of Dan Byrne if we are not careful tomorrow, which means Botman then gets hauled out a place to cover for Byrne, and it could start a few little problems and could let a lot of space in for Ollie Watkins. That is what worries me unless, on the left-hand side. Unless we have a funny little experiment. Uh-oh. We've got Joe Just Linton in there as well. Joe Linton will cover the left-back, and yeah. well, I don't see... Yeah, but that also takes away from our attack, our you know, if we try and break away because Joe Linton's then getting pulled into defence as well. I think if Livermento's there, we've got pace to go up the left. But... Well, for that reason, that's why I wouldn't pick Isaac there. I'd, I'd pick Gordon there. Well, I'd have Gordon or Barnes, to be honest. Either one of the two. You know, both have done exceptionally well. I, I just think Barnes looks... I'll tell you what, as well, I think these two are being very hard done by, considering how well their pre-seasons pre like went. When has Jacob Murphy been number 16, Alex? What have you been doing? I, I literally just pulled the squad numbers and wrote their name in. I haven't given them all their numbers. Okay, I'll let you off. I'll let you off. <laughs> but, you know, Murphy and Anderson's preseason. Well, yeah, work, you've got... But this is the great thing we've been talking about, though, isn't it? It's the bench and, and the ability for Eddie Howe to make changes and replace quality with quality, which is what we've been banging on about for so long and what we've been wanting it. And I think now we've got... You look at the names who could potentially be on the bench and you yeah. think, wow, you know, we, we've got some game changers there who can come on and make a difference. Well, last season, he could only pick three, really, that he trusted. Now he's got a quandary about which five does he pick. Because mm. all those five, you know, you could give a start. No danger. Well, I mean, I mean, if you want my team, I know we're supposed to do this later, but it's fine. It's, it's going to be quite simple. I think this is probably most people's teams. It was quite a, a straight swap. I think it'd just be that. Mm. That'd be my team. Um, and if I feel like we're... If, if we go behind and we're struggling, I'd bring Livermento on. Um, for burn to mm. be a bit more offensive, so that that is what I would go with. Right. What about the set pieces, guys? Because I mean, look, Matt Ritchie the took them on on Sunday, and I thought Matt Ritchie's deliveries were superb on Sunday uh, against Villarreal. Uh, Kieran Trippier still hasn't convinced me during preseason that is that is. I know we scored from a corner um, the other day, fine, but the majority still haven't been great. And I haven't seen Tonali take anywhere near as much as he should be because we saw what he can do in the European Championships. When he, Every single thing he took, he made a defender work to clear the ball. Yeah, I'm amazed we haven't, we haven't really had it, have a fair go with him as, as, as set pieces. You know, we saw his quality in the European 21s. I'm amazed. Uh, mm. we'll, we'll see it during the season, I'm sure. Give him I'd, have him in, I'd, I'd have him in the sixth role, personally, and I'd have Grimares, Grimares in the eight-ball. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that earlier. I mean, I Alex, I we, we noticed that when, you know, Tonali last Saturday was playing in the six mm. and he, he does seem to look a better player when he's in that six and he's he's like a quarterback role and I think that suits him. Yeah, I mean, all the research we did and all of the, all of the games I've watched, especially for AC Milan, he looked great as an eight. Obviously, he was a six for Brescia when he was a lot younger. Mm. But watching Italy under-21s and then watching us in preseason, he'll play three-quarters of his minutes further up and then he'll, he'll be given a few minutes deeper as a six and he looks great. Um, and it's just really weird. He, he does look really good in the six. Um, yeah, I, I guess we did he... have a look at the data and he, he's not yeah. as good in the six, but he passes the eye test in the six. Yeah, he does. Um I think a tricky one. The thing is, Billy, I'll ask you this is, is you know, we spoke about it again early in earlier shows. The beauty that we have here is if if Bruno does, you know, we do break or we do push out and, and Bruno suddenly goes forward, Tonali then can just step back. And, and a similar thing with, with Bruno, you know, if Tonali goes forward, then Bruno just stays back. They don't all have to rush forward. Even Joe Linton would agree. Mm. So the three of them can really push forward when they can or defend when they need to. 
Yeah, it's flexibility within the eleven, isn't it? It's fantastic. You know, we've even got it up front if we need it. You know, he's at, as as we went out earlier, can go to the left mm-hmm. and has done in pre-season you know, for for a little while to to, to get him going. Uh, you know, we've got flexibility within the side. I think it's great. Everything that's about us this summer, <coughs> what we've done from a transfer point of view, what we've done from promoting youth has made mm-hmm. us more flexible. It's all positive. I don't see a negative there. I really don't. I think we still need a, a couple of signings or maybe one signing. Uh, but aside from that, if we went into the season, which we are doing, if we, if we went into after the transfer window with what we've got now, you know, you can't complain really. No. I mean, look... <laughs> Whatever the team is puts out, it's going to be exciting, isn't it? You know, we, we, we've got that squad depth now. Yes, hopefully get one more through the doors, as he said. Well, um, let's not forget, this, all of this has got no Willock. Exactly. So we've still like got nice Willock to come back out. Whenever he's back. What, I mentioned that in tweet. the show earlier on today, that we still have Willock to come back. Uh, you know, he's obviously not going to come back till after the September international break. That's a massive blow. But... It gives us the it gives us the flexibility now to make sure he's hundred percent fit before we bring him back. And what an addition to come back into the squad. You know, the way Willick is is being played is 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 absolutely tremendous. And we how the hell does he pick a midfield? You know, it it's it's just there's so much talent there now. But the talent is there to he can swap and change. For every competition, you know, if he wants to change it for the Carabao, the FA Cup, he's still going to have a very strong side out on the pitch. This is it. And with the amount of games we've got, you know, we need to have a, a trust of, of reserves coming in to do the job that the first first lot can do. I'll say first lot. It's not first lot. It's a squad now. It's a real squad. Oh no! Oh God! Andy Madley's refereeing. Oh Christ! <sighs> yeah, I just somebody put it in the chat. I just had to have a check. That's a shame. <laughs> oh, you, you know what it is. Just when you think you're excited, you can't and then you go wrong. At the end of the day, you can't. Any referee that you put there, you're going to say, "Oh no, aren't you?" Let's be honest. There's any. Well, yeah. I mean, there is a plus point that uh, Mike Dean is nowhere near anything this season. Uh, not even VAR. Oh, so, I did mean, anybody see the funny Paddy Power video of him? Yes. Who, oh, dear Lord? At least he knows he's an idiot. Well, of course he does. <laughs> I mean, he will know that. Um, Ian says he's trying to subscribe on a, uh, but I keep getting an error on my mobile. Uh, try on a desktop version or something like that, or a, a laptop uh, if you if you can. Ian, I, I don't know why it's doing that. Or go to Instagram and get the, the, the desktop version of the interview for Instagram. Uh, exactly. Uh, read my mind, Billy. Um, right. Which one's madly. Is that the one that got in trouble for mocking a Down syndrome person? Is it that one? That was his brother, wasn't it? That was his brother. That was his brother. Yeah. That was the one that sent off Colacini for not handballing the ball in the area of the stadium in short. Mm. How can we forget that bit? Uh, Paul Tully says, Anderson will be hard done by if he's on the bench. He did so well recently. You can only pick 11, Paul. Exactly. You can only pick 11. Mm. And this is, you know what? This is what Eddie Howe will have wanted. You know, you want that headache every single week as to who he starts in the first 11. Uh, but the question then comes around, and it's it's a question that anybody has with a, with a big squad, guys, is, you know, how does he keep everybody happy? But I guess because of the competitions that we're in this season, there is plenty of games available for everybody. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep everyone happy. That's that's the, the job, isn't it? And that's why it's important to qualify for European football year in, year out now, because that's mm. what we've got, to keep everyone happy. Mm. Yeah, we need to get Conference League minimum this season just for, just for that so- depth. Do you think Eddie will have had a conversation with all of the squad saying, look, there will be plenty of opportunities, you know, for everybody to get games this season. Um, but, you know, again, it's vital that everybody keeps the motivation high. Uh, the camaraderie in the dressing room stays there because you know what it's like. Somebody takes a hoof that they're not playing. It starts to escalate and um, they, they don't want that kind of thing happening. But then again, I think the, the group of players that we have in that squad, all seem to have very different personalities, which which enables them to all just group together. There doesn't seem like there's any uh, any animosity in that dressing room. They all get on, which is which is vital. The first thing that he would have said when all the squad got together, we're doing exactly what you just said there. Mm. The first, very first thing, and it'll be reiterated week in, week out, week in, week out. I've just seen Manchester City's side for tonight. John Stones was even getting the squad. He's not even on the bench. You know, it's keeping people happy by playing them. Not week in, week out, but you know, for certain games, horses to courses, mm. keeping them all happy. It's 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 some of the peps done. I'm sure Eddie Howe will be able to do it too. Yeah. I mean, Alex, again, you know, you've got the problem of Isak. 
Isak and Wilson, you know, if Isak's going to get, if he doesn't play Isak on the left and Isak does go through the middle the majority of the time, do you think Callum's patience will run out eventually or do you think it'll spur him on? So when he does make, you know, a substitute appearance or starts a, a game, it's going to fire him on. No, I think it's fine for Wilson. I think he knows there's loads of competition now. Yeah. He's not the big boy up front. But Callum Wilson is an experienced, very, very competent centre-forward. Great finishing. Um, you know, one of the most composed centre-forwards in the league, to be yeah. fair. His, his, his clinicalness is, is, is very well known. Yeah. So he'll, he'll cherish it. He'll be frustrated. He'll be fr- frustrated with himself. When he has off games, because he will. Everybody has off games. When he get when he gets dropped out the side, he'll be frustrated. He wants to play more. He knows he's got to be rotated because he's he's a little bit fragile as well, and he hates yeah. that. He wants to play more games. He wants to be the guy. You know, he wears the nine for a reason. Mm. Um, I think it's healthy. It's very healthy. But let's yeah. not forget with Isak as well that. I mean, for everything we say, he has looked better every single time he's gone out wide for us, especially and in preseason. It's the same can be said. As well, soon as he sees a bit more of the ball, he, he, yeah, looks he better. Wants to dribble. Callum Wilson is not that player, is he? Callum Wilson yeah. couldn't go on to the left and do what Isak does. Long term, um, fair enough. But I think Isak is better when he sees more of the ball. Um, I know it sounds like a proper, you know, young lad going into the first his first football team. Oh, I prefer to play in a position where I see more of the ball. Yeah, it's a mm. proper cliche thing to say, but that is li- literally Isak. Give him more of the ball and he will do more for the team. Like, he's just yeah. so good on it. Well, Toon Gamer makes a good point because I've seen this as well that Spurs may well look to Wilson to replace Harry Kane. Um, I don't know whether you guys have seen that. Yeah, it's 50 million pounds. Happy days. Yeah. We know, give us a win. <laughs> yeah, we know Spurs have got a lot of money. Yeah. Shorty, show me the money. In fact, it's Daniel Lever. Daniel Levy, seventy million pounds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, Sophia says Billy's got knowledge. He would do well on University Challenge. Oh no, I'd be back. Uh, I'd be okay on University Challenged. Oh dear God. <laughs> um, uh, Paul Tully says uh, Tino may start the first few games from the bench. Uh, Julie says we won't do business with uh, Levy. <laughs> Uh, Toon Leroy says uh, Murphy was good at right back versus Villarreal, but that was a minor emergency because Trips played the day before. Kraft's still not ready, and Manquillo was either injured or in Spain looking for a new club. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Seattle Jordy says, Do you think Eddie will uh, sub earlier instead of 75 80? Oh, yeah. That was a frustration depends last the season. Line the yeah. yeah, it depends on the game, doesn't it? It does, but he, he doesn't have to keep. Uh, I think. He doesn't have to keep the players on as long because of who he's got on the bench this season, if that makes sense. You know, he actually started the pulling quality. the trigger a bit earlier last season, later on. Mm. But he's actually got the players this time to, to replace. You know, he doesn't have to worry about quality. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, I think that might be, you know, it, it, and given the amount of games we'll be playing, it gives him a chance to just keep rotating, keep players fresh and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would hope that you'll probably start making them a bit earlier. Uh, especially if things aren't going right, but it's that's not going to happen for a long time. Uh, Ab says Eddie might look at uh, look Eddie might like how Isak and Gordon interchange positions, but my feeling is he goes with Wilson and Isak. So Abs is agreeing with you there, Alex. Um, I don't think it's that he likes that they. In, I think he's made them interchange positions. I think that's a that's a an orchestrated thing that's been trained, that's been worked. Um, yeah. You know, so it didn't work particularly well. Well, actually, okay, that's wrong. It worked very well. Gordon just couldn't score. Gordon should have had a hat trick on on that. Um, what was it? Saturday, he had two or three shots, uh, like clear clear chances on goal. Um, yeah, yeah. Just didn't have his shooting boots on. He's got he's got that pace. He's got so so much raw pace and and the, the attributes are all there. He just needs to start. I hope it's not a case of like Willock was last season. Where Willock could have got double figures last season if yeah. if he wasn't, you know faffing about he, he was he was so good in certain games with his quality but he just he just massively underperformed i think Gord, we could we could see that with gordon this year i think he might look incredible and just mm. not put it in the net um yeah. it will come eventually though but just, I think just, if he scored, as, soon as, as soon as he scores though, i think he'll go on a run i think the confidence in him will, will, it could will be, yeah. massively it could increase, be like increase. Mm. i think he'll be a big player for this year anthony gordon yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how he does this season but we've not spoken about the opposite wing have we Oh, Miggy's a shoe in for me. I, I don't think there's a problem with Miggy. 
Um, I actually think Miggy's on a high at the minute, and when Miggy's on a high, we play him because he, he can. You know, I hope Dinier I, I, plays I, I, for Villa because of the left back that played in the game at Villa Park, Marino, had him on toast. I was running past him, but he's yeah. Um, it was it actually was Murphy, wasn't it? I think he's injured though, isn't he? Hopefully, and that's not being nasty. Yeah. I right, well, Marino, is that it? it is that time of the show where it is prediction time. Now, I did say we were going to predict the other Premier League results as well. We'll start that little league off when I come back off holiday. Uh, so tonight, it'll just be predicting Newcastle. Uh, so, Billy, you're starting line-up first of all? Yeah, Pope in goal. Uh, the regular back four from last season, Trippier, share if fits. think he's going to be Botman and uh, Byrne. Uh, in front of them, Tonali, Bruno... Joe Linton, uh, Miggy Wright, Isaac through the middle, and Anthony Gordon out left. Okay. Alex, we know what your team is, uh, what you think Eddie will do, and mm-hmm. uh, your own thoughts. Uh, so we'll see if uh, if that uh, comes to fruition. Uh, my team would be Pope and Goal, Trippier, uh, Cher, Botman, and... I'm going with Livermento. I'm going to stick by it. I'm going to stick by it. Uh, midfield, I think tomorrow he will play Bruno, Joe Linton, and I think he starts Sean Longstaff instead of Tonali. Uh, that's not what I want to see, though, but I think he will, uh, given how highly he rates Sean Longstaff. And a front three, um, Miggy, Isak, Barnes. Uh, but you know what? We can <clears throat> predict either. It, it doesn't matter what team we predict, like I said before. It's going to be exciting whatever 11 goes on the pitch to start the game tomorrow because we're on an absolute high at the minute. Uh, right. And now predicting the score with the goal scorers. And we'll start with you, Mr. Stato. Um, I mean, the preseason game was 3-3. Not quite got the same personnel. We're going to start a stronger squad, a stronger team. Um. Uh, you're not going to like mine. Oh. Alex is going for a draw, ain't he? He is. I'm going for a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. I knew I knew it. I, I knew it. I think they'll be... Who's going to get the goals, goals for the soon, Alex? Again. Um, I think Isak will get one. And start as we mean to go on. Sven Bartman. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Phil, Phil, thank you very much for your £5 super chat. Uh, we don't have any comment there, but thank you very much for your donation. Really appreciate that, buddy. Uh, right, Bill? Yeah, I just think their lack of creativity is going to kind of stop them from creating as, as many problems as they would have done with with Buendia and or Jacob Ramsey in the side. So um, I think we win 3-1. I think goals from Isaac, Anthony Gordon and one from Joe Linton. Interesting. I've gone 3-1 as well, Billy. Uh, interestingly enough, I've gone for uh, Isak and uh, Harvey Barnes to get a double. So three one for me. Uh, lots of various scores coming in the chat, like f- from four nil, two one, three nil. I don't think anybody's predicted us to lose, which is a good thing. Uh, I mean, let's just or, remember uh, that the last two times we played Villa, they they put seven goals past us combined. Yeah, they have. And Cher mm-hmm. might not be able to play. Shell be on the pitch, Alex. You I'm not saying we'll lose. Fact. I just I you do know think for we'll a fact Fabian Shell will be on that pitch tomorrow. Uh, yeah, to, to, probably. No doubt. Um, anyway, there you go, guys. That is the prediction done and dusted. Uh, thank you very much for all the super chats and new memberships, and uh, obviously your contribution to the show tonight as well. Thank you very much to the mods and, of course, to Alex and Billy. Uh, we will be back. Well, Alex and Billy will be tomorrow at 5 p.m. Don't miss it. It is the watch-along. Half an hour build-up with the team news and a bit uh, chat about the match. And then the full 90-minute commentary, play-by-play commentary from both Billy and Alex tomorrow. So do not miss that if you can't get to the game. Um Please respect it. No spoilers, things like that. Uh, It will be subscriber only in the comments tomorrow. So if you do want to comment uh, to the guys and interact with them, uh, you will need to become a uh, subscriber. Uh, It isn't a members thing. It's just you need to subscribe in order to uh, put any comments in the chat. It's just to stop the spoilers, guys, because hopefully the subscribers will be a bit more uh, well-behaved, shall we say. Uh, But there you go. Uh, Give Alex and Billy your support over the next 10 days, guys, uh, because uh, they'll be uh, running the show. 
And uh, I'm, uh, it, well, they'll do a cracking job, won't they? We know they will. Uh, so thank you very much. I will see you in 10 days. These two will see you tomorrow. Keep an eye on the channel. Turn your notifications on, guys. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe if you're new. And we'll see you very soon. In the meantime, good night. How are the lads and lasses? Come back.